I'm doing good, brother. How you feeling? Hey, man, I'm hanging in there. Got the kids off to school on time, so everything's good for today. <laughs> there we go. That's all right, brother. That's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, actually, today's the last day of school uh, here in Japan, so my oldest just finished fifth grade today, so got two weeks vacation coming up. Let's go. Congratulations. This is the little one, you know what I'm saying? It, Congratulations. Man, yeah. So we got a uh, we got a four a four day beach vacation coming up starting Monday. So we're excited for that. Fantastic. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Man. Things things are good here in Japan, man. It's not closed down like everywhere else. Uh see, that's what and that's the that's the foolishness that's going on here. Is yep. that everything is shut down. Everything well, things are uh, depending on the state. It, you know, some things are opening up, but yeah. for the most part, you know, places like California, you know, New York, it's it's disgusting out there, man. Yeah, it really and you're is. In California, right? I'm in actually Arizona. I just moved to Arizona probably about a couple months ago. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, I'm, I finally got out of that uh, that uh, uh, what I say, California. It's crazy because you know I used to live I used to live in Pasadena and I used to live in Palm Desert and uh, I I loved it out there but it just seems like it's a totally different place now. You know you know I mean you know what it was you know how yeah. it was I mean yeah Pasadena's a nice yeah. place it, I mean these places in California are not bad places to live it's yeah. just that the leadership is yes. what's tearing it apart yes you know what I'm saying so yes. I feel you on that brother I feel yeah. you. You know, and and the cost of living there too, and from what I hear in New York, I mean, it's not like Japan is cheap either, but but for what you get here, you know, the safety and and the transportation and all the things that you actually get for the money you're paying, it's totally different. Get more bang for your buck. That's uh, one thing that I really noticed. Unless you're eating steak, it's not worth. I mean, it's, it tastes good, but man, it is expensive here. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it's good. You know, it's it's yeah. funny because I, I talk to people like online and, and some people that I know personally or some people that we just kind of follow each other. And they always ask me, oh, how is it in Japan? And I'm like, well, kids have been back in school since June 1st last year, full time. Nothing really changed except for in the classroom. They have to wear a mask when they're sitting. Uh, but when they go outside, they can take it off. And gyms opened up June okay. 1st. You know, everything's been pretty much back to normal. Last year, June 1st, gyms only shut down for two months here, man. That's it. And I tell people all this, and they're like, oh, man, the U.S. is – or, I mean, Japan is doing it right, and, you know, Trump this and Trump that. And I'm like, and then when I tell them, everything's open here. You don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. Then they're like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> Yep, here we go. Yeah, here we go. What's going on here in the U.S. is it's it's just I mean depending again depending on the state. Yes, depending that's true. on the state. That's true. You know, um, but uh, like California, New York, we're having a lot of issues. We're having a lot of problems, and and you look at the um the kids, and it's so it's so sad because a lot of people don't take into account what's going on with the kids. Oh, I know. Okay? Kids man. are going through it. Yep. Kids are going through it, man. They're committing yep. suicide at yep. higher rates 
yep. than what's been going on before. It yep. was been going yep. on prior, you know, and it's yep. due to the shutdowns, yep. it's due to the lockdowns, it's due to what's going on at this point in time. It's like you keep trying to explain this to people. Look what you're doing to our children. But yep. no one, it's, yep. it's, it's almost like they don't care and unless they want a virtue signal. Yeah. You know, then they then there's all you know, we we're all for the kids, you know, saying yep. do this for the kids. But other than that, no, they don't care. No. They want to put kids in no. these glass the, the, the fiberglass um that is crazy desks and it's unbelievable. Some of the stuff I've seen online, I have no idea if it's if it's real or not, but like they have them what's that what's that movie i think jake gyllenhaal the kid in the bubble or something like that he he has a whole bubble around him <laughs> bubble boy yeah that's basically what they want to do man ah brother let me let me get like well <laughs> there's these memes you know that say tell me you're a liberal without telling me you're a liberal you know <laughs> and it has this late in this <laughs> basically like bubble boy is plastic <laughs> it's like plastic own like little suit and she's typing on it you know they got little holes here so you can put your arms to <laughs> and type on the computer and whatnot <laughs> it's unbelievable this is what's going on and this is like you're considered like woke if you do this you're, you're yeah. considered oh yeah look at you you really care about society you really care yeah the rest of us are looking at you like what are you doing Okay, yeah. and you're making this all—you're yeah. just making us all look bad. Yeah. You're making us look crazy, you know. Yeah. Perpetuating yeah. this constant state of fear, and it's—it's it's actually disgusting. It really is. You know, for me, it's like if people want to wear a mask or people want to wear a double mask or whatever you want to do. Hey, I got—I got nothing against that. Go ahead, but. But like, you know, for, for me, I've had lupus for 16 years, so I've had issues with my lungs. So when I wear a mask, I, I literally start to feel faint. I don't feel good. And my doctors here in Japan told me, don't wear a mask unless you absolutely have to, because that can actually affect your health with your lupus. So that's that's what I'm doing. You know, if, if, I, if I have to wear a mask, like on the train here, most of the people mm -hmm. wear a mask. But some people don't. And the okay. people without the mask usually go into the corner. They have the windows open by the train, you know, in the train. So most of the people without a mask will stand by the window, kind of respecting the other people. And that's what I do, you know, I've been that I felt really fortunate that we're in Japan during all of this. And of course, you know, there are people who have lost their lives. And that's really, really sad weather. I, I think uh, I think it's like six on the Joe Rogan podcast. They were talking about six percent of the people that have died from covid only six percent actually only had covid um the majority of them had 2.6 other severe illnesses 2.6 you know but they don't talk about that they don't they don't talk you know i i have i i have followed some people that are doctors and you know uh things like that and they never talk about hey get healthy hey lose weight put put the donuts down krispy kreme's giving you free donuts now if you got the vaccine <laughs> Yes. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's been known that it tends to affect those who are obese. You know, yes. Diabetic, yes. You know, this nature. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. yeah still, here, kind of a, no, here's some Krispy Kremes. If kind you of a tone deaf, kind of a tone deaf gift, you know, <laughs> and and people are lining up for it, you know, and, and the vaccine too. <laughs> Want to get it? Great. Go ahead and get it. 
but for some, you know, I don't get the flu shot because of my lupus. It can actually do damage to me. You yes, know, yes, I have sir. two doctors. One of them kind of tells me, yeah, it's up to you. It, it can be risky, but it can also benefit you. So it's completely up to you. The other one tells me, don't do it. And they're all in Japan, you know, so. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Well, it, it's, again, I, I agree. I 100% agree. Look, if you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Yeah. That's your that's yeah. your life. It's your prerogative. I have no problem with it. If you want a double mask, have, you want to if you want to put on 10 masks or knock wear a hazmat out. suit. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Absolutely. Yeah. My issue is, is is the demonization of those who are like, "Look, I'm not going to do it." Um, I'm going to go about life a different way. I'm going to get myself healthy. I'm going to get myself in shape. I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm going to watch what I consume. Yeah. I'm not going to eat this Krispy Kreme donut, you know, that you're trying to give me for getting my vaccination. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, you know, like, and it's the same thing that Planet Fitness does when it comes to, um, you know, the, the people who get a, a membership at Planet Fitness, you know, that, that pseudo uh, fitness, uh, hmm. the pseudo gym, I want to say. Okay. Um, they have, pizzas they have pizza that they serve on i do believe thursdays and then they have bagels and tootsie roll pops and things of this nature at the front desk yeah, that's a it's great like, idea <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's the same thing Krispy Kreme is doing you know you're you 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 need to be be rewarding people um not in that way but you i mean you 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 want to encourage a healthy lifestyle yes and i think that's what which should be paramount. That should yeah. be paramount in this society, especially in the U.S., where yeah. obesity rates are throughout through the roof. Yeah, and you can see, like, like we've talked about, obesity is one of the the you know uh, is, a, is a huge determining factor when it comes to COVID yeah. of how susceptible you're going to be and how whether you die right mm -hmm. or whether you fall uh, 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 you know pass away as, as yeah. a result. And it's really sad that they were not encouraging. Uh, having a good health and and, yes. and uh, living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, you know, one thing with the with the vaccine, it's like, especially in the U.S., why are there so many companies making a different one? Shouldn't they just all come together as one and not worry about profit? The government just says, "Hey, this is what we're going to do. It's to save our people. Everybody come together. Let's all make one. We'll put everybody's name on it if that's what you want. But right. let's make one vaccine." That's going to help everybody instead of com competition for this. It, it's yeah. I don't understand that. You would think in this big old health crisis that uh, you know where it seems like this worldwide pandemic. Like okay, again, yeah. like you like you stated, there have been people who died for this, yes. and I'm sympathetic. And yes. sympathetic to those who have had family members yeah. who passed away from this. Yes, of course. So, so I don't don't I hope that, you know, people. Whoever watches this doesn't think that I'm being uh, crass when it comes yeah. to this or unsympathetic. And that's the thing. Whenever we on. say something like this, they automatically think we don't care. But we do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. They always try to do that. They always try to say, oh, obviously you don't care. You're making yeah. a big joke. You're making light of this. It's not that I'm making light of this. It's just I understand that there is... Um, a political dynamic to this mm. that shouldn't be. That's true. I, you know, one of the things that really kind of 
made me start thinking like, okay, are we going to stay home and worry about this? Or are we going to stay healthy, eat healthy, travel and things like that is when I was listening to a Brendan Schwab, he said his, uh, his doctor asked him when he got COVID or before he got COVID something, I can't, I can't remember very well exact situation, but the doctor asked him, I don't know what you, where you stand politically, but there is a medication out there that probably would work if you don't mind taking it. But it was the one that Trump was saying could help for COVID. It's a lupus medication. I should know it since I have lupus. Uh, was it Plaquenil? Uh, Hydroxychloroquine. Hydro- yeah, yeah, that one, that one. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor mm-hmm. asked him, you know, we think it would help, but I don't know where you stand politically. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? If it helps, give it to me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I told my wife, book, book a trip. We're traveling. <laughs> it's, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, okay. Even when it comes to this vaccine. Yeah. Even when it comes to the vaccine. Now, I'm 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 not I'm not for it. Even yeah. though Trump development, even though I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay? So I've had people tell me, straight up, straight up, people told me it depends who pushes this vaccine. If Trump says it's okay, I'm not taking it. If yeah. uh, Biden says it's okay, then I'm taking it. I'm like unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and and then to be clear with the vaccine, it I don't think I need it. You know, I don't I don't feel I need it. I'm taking care of myself. You know, still working out, taking vitamins and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, six months from now, a year from now, something changes. They come up with something better. Who who knows? You know, maybe I could change my mind if it was if the situation you know completely took a drastic change. But for now, yeah. I, I I don't want to take it. Boom. Yeah. Done and done. done, done and done. I mean, that, and and that's yeah. that's fair. That's a fair assessment to make. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fair assessment. You know, it, it's it's okay to you know have your uh your your different beliefs and your different thoughts when it comes to vaccines and whatnot, yeah. and that's fine and that's that's fantastic. Again, my issue is the demonization of people who don't yeah. take the vaccine or demonization yeah. of people who don't believe in the vaccine or don't believe in vaccines. Period. Yeah. If you take the vaccine. And and you don't like the fact that there's this person that who who claims that they're an anti vaxxer mm. Well, the fact that you have the vaccine should give you comfort, yes. right? You're you're good. You're taken care of. Okay. What this person, you know, like they always say when it comes to uh uh you know women, yeah. my body, my choice. My body, my choice. You know, what I'm saying same yeah. thing with vaccination. Yeah. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. Way. Yeah. Unless 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 inside of that woman's stomach is a little girl, then she doesn't have a choice. It's not it's not her body, her choice. Yeah. That's that's another one. You know, one of the the best lines I've ever heard when it came to like abortion was Candace Owens talking to I can't remember his name. Uh, He's one of the uh, Black Lives Matter leaders i believe something like that i can't remember his name but she had him on his show and he was talking about you know releasing people from prison and he said something like uh um you know there could be somebody in prison right now that has the cure for cancer or something like that like he's and she and then she said or that person could be in the womb and he's like oh you got me like there's no comeback for that you know there's no comeback for that 
I had to pause it and rewind oh. it. I was like, man, she uh... <laughs> savage. Savage. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I mean, when it comes to this debate, and and, and I've had a, a, a this you know, a number of debates with different people, different liberals, yeah. um, who are really just gung ho about killing children. Yeah. And I said, this is how far we have fallen as a society, that, or, or as, as just humankind, as just mm. humankind, as a human. Where you, I have to convince you mm. why killing babies is wrong. I have to explain to you why you shouldn't kill your baby. I have yeah. to explain this to you. Yeah. I, 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 how far, like, where are we at in this world where common sense, something so common sense as, hey, you know that baby you have in your belly? Don't kill it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kicking. <laughs> that yeah. you feel moving and all this type of stuff. Hey, do me a favor and not kill it. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, uh, we, wow. we have the morning after pill, right? We have a morning after pill. Like that should have cut abortions almost to only like maybe possibly emergency situations or, you know, if if somebody is raped or incest, things like that, I you know that that's a, a different thing. I'm talking about like just just going in and having abortions, at, right? You know, free will. No, nothing's wrong with the baby. They just decide, yeah. hey, you know what? I don't want it. Yeah. 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 Get the, get the uh, morning uh, after. And, and this, this. Is, this is, I mean, <laughs> it's that simple. And, here, and here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. This is why I tell people, you know, when I have these deb- debates and discussions. You know, because they always like to bring up the rape issue. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. how about yeah. this? How about this? I'll give you that one. Yep. I'll give you that. Even yep. it, 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 the, the rape, you know, the rape argument and all that yeah. type of stuff. That's like less than one yeah. percent. Yeah. Let me let me give you that. Let me yeah. concede that. Yes. Let's save the rest of ninety nine percent of the babies. Let's mm-hmm. let's save the rest of the ninety nine percent of the children. Yeah. Okay. If I concede. Wait, which I, I I wouldn't want to, but yeah, if yeah. I concede the point that you can, we okay, rape situations will have a later discussion on that. Yeah. But as for the ninety nine percent of just I don't feel like I'm ready to be a mother. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to carry this baby term. All that type of situation. How about we attack that issue, okay? Yeah. And then uh, yeah. uh you know, everything else we can talk about later. You yeah. know, and but they don't they understand when it comes to them. It's it's you know the rape of uh, the rape issue. Yeah, is just something. Is just another thing to throw at you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what about this? Oh, you don't care about yeah. rape victims. You you don't care about that. Yeah, that's not an issue to you. You of course we do. Abort at- yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and and it's not only on the woman. So you know, I'm I'm married. I'm <laughs> out of the game and everything. But if I was if I was you know single and all that, <laughs> if I was single yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. you know. Okay, dudes, you carry condoms in your wallet. Carry, carry a morning after pill. Give, leave it on her nightstand, whatever. You know, the, right. the guy can also be proactive when it comes to that. Thank you. And, and and this is my issue with even with that is that abortion. Not only is it a moral wrong, not mm. only is it morally wrong, killing the baby, it also absolves the man of his responsibility. Yes, you know 100%. what I'm saying. And and that's I have a problem with that. 
Yeah. I have a, I have a 100% problem with that. You know, because yeah. if a man lays down with you and is willing to lay down with you, he's accepting responsibility for his actions and his Human people, as humankind, we need to accept yeah. responsibility for yeah. our actions. There's yep. a positive consequence and a negative consequences to everything that we do. So yeah. if we're going to lay down with a woman out of wedlock uh, uh, or, or in a situation where we don't want to really spend our life with this woman, mm. it's just, you know, like a little hit it and quit it type of thing. Yep. You are uh-huh. you're signing on the dotted line that something may happen, that she yeah. may get pregnant. And if she yeah. gets pregnant. That's your responsibility, young man. That's yeah. your responsibility as and for her to abort that baby. She's uh, he, she just absolved him mm. of his duties as a potential father. Yeah. You know, so I I really think men need to step up as well. Yes, hundred percent. And you know, and here's the thing. Okay, you you hook up with the girl. There's STDs involved. Both of them are going to do anything, fight tooth and nail to stay alive and stay healthy. Most of them aren't just going to give up. Hey, I got an STD. Okay, uh, my life's over. They're going to try to find the best doctors. They're going to do research. But when they get pregnant, not all of them, of course, but hey, let's just go to the clinic. And a lot of times taxpayer dollars are going to pay for it. You, you got it. I don't want to fund abortion. I shouldn't have yeah. to fund abortion. Yeah. I shouldn't have to fund the genocide of young black babies, especially like in places like New York City, I think it was in 2019, where more black babies were uh, uh, killed as a result yeah. of abortion than birth. When you yeah. have more babies being killed and murdered yeah. as opposed to being murdered and carried to term, you realize that there's a serious situation when it comes to our morality and, and, yeah. and when it comes to are the rearing of children, especially when mm. the black community is doing it to ourselves, but then we blame everyone else. Oh, you know, black lives matter, black lives matter, black mm. lives matter, except it comes to the womb. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, like you said, it's a crazy place we're at right now um, with everything going on. It's like everything's piling on at once, you know, uh, crime and, uh, you know, the presidency has changed and covid and so many things are just piling on and it's it's funny because if i watch the news or if on social media it seems like the whole country is divided but when i actually talk to people most of the time at least probably 80 percent of the time we can have a good conversation even if we don't agree on something you know we can say hey you know what that's a great point. I, I don't agree with what you're you're trying to get to in the end, but that is a great point. Let me revisit my thoughts on this and, and we can discuss more. That's about 80 percent of the time what happens. Um, it, it, you know, I, I will say this, you know, if we can get back to being civil, if mm. we can get back to civil discussion and being able to say, hey, look, we have opposing views. Yes. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about this. Let's come together and have this conversation with one another. And, and, and hey, I may not agree with you at the end of the conversation. You still may never agree yes. with me, but at least we can, at the, at the very least, we can come to some type of common ground yeah. uh, with what we do agree with. Yeah. Right? Uh, I remember, yeah. as a matter of fact, I was at the airport and uh, um, I, was, uh, I was wearing my MAGA hat. I was wearing a MAGA hat. And, uh, this uh, Bernie supporter, a Bernie bro, you know, mm. came up to me, you know, and he started telling, we started talking 
And our conversation was just so awesome because we, yeah. we talked about what we disagree with, you know, in regards to uh, yeah. I, I talked about what I disagree with when it comes to Bernie Sanders policies. Mm. He talked about what he disagreed with, with when it comes to Trump's policies. But we were able to come and find some common ground, even with him being a Bernie, Bernie bro, even mm. with me being a Trump supporter, we were able to come to common ground and we were able to shake hands. And he said, like, this was one of the best conversations yeah, I've yeah. had in a long time, because, look, at the end of the day, we can always find some common ground. If yeah. we just talk, if we yeah. just civilly discuss what are our different ideas, our different opinions, things of this nature, we can always come to some type of uh, common ground. Mm. If we can do that as a society and say, hey, I understand I disagree with you. You understand that you disagree with me. But, hey, let's find some common ground and let's move from there. I yeah. think we would be in a way better place as yeah. this uh, uh, world is concerned. Completely agree with you. And, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, like social media has put a big halt to that, because, for example, if we were having a debate right now and we don't agree on something and you say something to me that totally blows my argument away, the Internet's going to show that and then show the clip of those those dudes carrying the casket. Right. Like, oh, he's he's done. He just killed his argument. And so people are afraid to to say or and also another thing is if you would say to somebody, you know what, that's a great point. Oh, he switched sides. Oh, that's it. She, she she is no longer one of us. You can't you can't concede anything, which is terrible because that's not even a conversation, you know. So yeah, it, they... Well, I mean, I, I just think it's we, we need the internet has kind of made things bad now in that sense. You know what I'm saying? That it's it's all about pulling things. I think we're uh, I think we're getting a little bad connection here. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, hey man, it's all good. Life is fantastic, you know. Life I is hear fantastic. you. Just relaxing over here, man. We got back from our uh, our beach vacation, getting life back to normal, planning our next. We're gonna be taking a vacation every month, and then uh, end of June we'll be back in the states for probably two months. Sounds good. That's yeah. all right, right there. That's fantastic. Oh man, I'm so excited. You know, we haven't. Uh, we used to go back. Um, I've been in Japan 11 years, and the first six years we used to go back to the states and basically spend three months there, and then nine months in Japan. But once uh, my oldest son started elementary school, we could only go back like twice a year, and then these last year we didn't go back because of COVID and everything. So, looking forward to getting back home and getting some of that uh, home homemade cooking, you know. Oh, I know how it goes, brother. Oh, I got man. a little too much homemade cooking. <laughs> I, I started my diet from now just to be ready for the end of June, you know. <laughs> You're planning ahead. So you're I'm planning ahead. Oh, man. My my kid and my, uh, my wife already started making a list of which restaurants they want to eat at. My son's like Panda Express, oh. all this stuff. <laughs> Yo. So y'all plan on just doing damage, okay? Oh, and that's fantastic. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. We've, we've all been working out. My son wakes up, works out before school, and he's he's uh, he's getting ready. Well, can you do me a favor? Can you have your son come over here and teach these American kids to work out? Yeah. Get fit. Isn't it isn't it crazy how either 
either kids in America are all about fitness, right? Because there's some kids that are just just monsters fitness, and then there's some that are just zero. There's kind of no middle ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know it's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that because I've noticed this as well. Mm. There's no in between. There's no. the fit kids. Yeah. And there's the unfit kids and the unhealthy kids and the yeah. horribly obese kids. Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing in between, and it's no. sad. But it's really sad. Uh, I mean, we have an epidemic in America. I mean, yep. as we all know. Yep. So it's it's to be expected. This is what's happening now. You know it. And it comes from the it comes from the parents. Oh yeah. You know. Uh, oh yeah. It's not like my kid just wakes up and wants to do stuff. You know, we we like to eat out. We like ice cream. We like hamburgers. So I tell them, hey, you want to have all that junk? You got to work for it. You know, you can't you can't just eat all that and then do nothing. Sit home and play video games. Last uh, last April May when schools were closed for two months, we were waking up 6 a.m. You know, he's he's playing baseball. That was his first year of baseball. We were going to the park, practicing a couple hours, coming home. And then um, I think it was September. He said, hey, dad, I want to run 100 kilometers before the end of the year. So I was like, let's let's do it. So he would wake up every morning, five days a week, except for weekends. And he would hit two or three kilometers before school and then go to school. How old is your son? Now he's 11, but at that time he was 10. But I mean, he's 11, but he's uh, I think five six now and about 120 pounds, but pretty lean. So he's he's a big kid. He's a giant here in Japan, man. Well, I'm bad. <laughs> he is. I got some pictures of of his like friends at the park. They're like literally right here. Oh, it's it's hilarious, man. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing, because <clears throat> I um uh, I have an ex-wife of mine, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were together, we were married. I tried to, I tried so very hard because it was it, it, the family was very obese. You know, yeah. from the mother to the father to the mm-hmm. all the siblings, all the mm-hmm. sisters, um, as well as the sisters' kids, right? All the different sisters' kids and um, my ex-wife, she was getting too, you know, she was starting to get get rather big, and her kids yeah. were following suit, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and here I am, I'm, I'm this big fitness guy, and I love fitness, yeah. and I eat, sleep, and drink fitness, and I'm going to the gym and coming home at all hours of the day. I'm, you know, I'm do, I, at the time I was doing two days. Wow. So I'll go to the gym, come back. You know, try to cook some good, uh, you know, chicken and brown rice, that type of thing. They yep. go to the gym and come back. And I would see them, <clears throat> and I would watch them. I'm trying to set the example. Yeah. Right? Trying to set the example. Because like you said, you live by example. Yeah. Right? You, you, you don't just tell them to do this and you don't do it yourself. So you live by example. So this is mm-hmm. what I was trying to do. The only issue was in living with my ex-wife and her kids mm-hmm. is that she wasn't following suit. Yeah. So the kids were following her example, mm. the sedentary lifestyle, you know, eating a lot of fried foods, eating yeah. a lot of fast foods, all eating chips and, and, and getting little snacks and things of this nature. And it was very counterproductive, it seemed, to what, what it is that I was trying to do and inculcate within the family mm. that fitness and, health and lifestyle, fitness and health should be a part of your lifestyle. 
So um, it's 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 very detrimental to be in a in a situation or in a relationship in which one person is trying very hard to be uh, uh, fit and trying to promote this healthy living, yeah. and the other person is doing the exact opposite. I love that in your family, everyone's on one accord when it comes yeah. to fitness, when it comes to health. I love that you taught your children. Look, this is what we. If you want this, you earn it. Mm. You earn it in so much, in so much that your, your, your child has said, hey, dad, I want to run 100 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a kid that's been taught the right thing, mm. that, that, that understands the priority of health and fitness. And I really, I mean, kudos to you. Uh, you've obviously done a wonderful job in instilling that in children. Yeah, I mean, what, what can I say? I'm a great father, you know. <laughs> I got to take credit for it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, and even even our two year old man, he'll jump in when he sees us doing exercise, and he'll try doing squats and stuff like that. And he just, you know, you got to show them from a young age, um, but you got to lead them from example. For from example. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It starts. Young, everything. Yeah. Everything starts young. Yeah, you know, my son got a little bit, a little bit lazy, and like two weeks, you know, he he usually does like push-ups, sit-ups, and squats in the morning, and I have him write, I have him write it down every morning, and then he does them at night too, and he writes them down how many he did, and kind of keep track, and like I, I said, hey, where's your notebook? Let me take a look at it, and he had two weeks where he didn't do anything, or no, three weeks where he didn't do any of those. He did other stuff, you know, baseball training, things like that, but but he didn't do that. And it was three weeks. And I go, I go, just think how much stronger you'd be right now if those three weeks you would have kept doing it. And he's like, man, why didn't I do it? You know, so he's like, OK, I'm going to go do them right now. And I was like, well, it's bedtime. He's like, I'll do them real quick. I'll do them real quick. Just let me get them done. I was like, all right. And this morning he woke up, did them again, you know, smile on his face, went to school. What but, incredible. And here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, it's not just health and fitness. And this mm. is something I've always said about bodybuilders. Yes. This is one thing I've always admired about bodybuilders when I was growing up, before yeah. I became a bodybuilder. I mm. love the work ethic. Okay? Yeah. Work ethic. Yes. You gotta respect that. And yep. this is what you instill in your children. These your children now have this idea that look. I need to work hard. I need yes. to be dedicated. I need to be consistent. I need to be a, a hard worker. I need to uh, 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 be disciplined, right? They're mm -hmm. going to use, utilize these traits and transfer them into the rest of the parts of their lives, yes. right? And this is something I said about bodybuilders. When it comes to bodybuilders, I love the fact that they that these these ideologies within them, these hard, the hard work ideologies, these mm -hmm. uh, uh, discipline, the, the, you know, putting discipline on a pedestal, all these ideologies, they transfer into their real life, so yeah. into the regular life. Yep. So not only is this them in their bodybuilding world and working out their body and health and fitness, this is them at work. This is them at home. This yep. is them doing whatever project that they're doing. Why? Because it is important to them to be this, this type of person. And they made this, this they created this person who's going to be uh, uh, have all these different uh, uh, work ethics that's mm -hmm. going to be beneficial for them in the law and in, in the grand scheme of things, not yes. just in, in, in fitness. In, in the big picture. You, you know, it's 
it's also it's not just the responsibility that they learn, but it's also they learn the disappointment of not following through. Mm. You know, um, like the look mm. on his face when when he had to show me that that notebook, he looked at it first and I saw it in his eyes. I was like, yeah, he hasn't been doing it. And when he handed it to me, he was just kind of kind of had his head down. I go, hey, don't, don't put your head down. This is what you decided to do. You know, tell me what it says. Yeah. And he handed it to me. And I was like, no, I don't want to see it. I want you to mm. tell me when, what was the date of the last one. And he said it. And I was like, all right. And to see that disappointment in his eyes, you know, I'm like, OK, he's learning that you got to be held accountable and what disappointment mm. feels like at something that's not going to destroy his life. Right. And I don't want him to learn disappointment and some some big you know, event and he doesn't know how to handle it. So I told him, I say, right. I was like, look. The way you feel now, imagine if this was something bigger, right? I said, so you got to do whatever you can. There's always going to be disappointment, but this is something you could have controlled. I said, just imagine how many more push-ups you could do right now, how much better your form would be. And yeah, and he just kind of, you know, it kind of, I don't think it hit him 100% where he's going to do it, you know, every day solid again, but it's kind of building him up to understand Mm -hmm. that. And when life hits him with something, he's he's going to learn how to deal with it. He's going to learn to be accountable, and he's going to learn how to deal with adversity and disappointment. I hope, anyways. That's what the that's what the plan is, you know. One hundred percent. Oh my goodness, and that's something I've always uh, <clears throat> you know preach to people is you know have, first of all you need to have an accountability partner mm. first and foremost when it comes to fitness. Um, uh, yes. You need a, an accountability partner. Um, you need someone that's going to be like, "Hey, you need to get your act together. Yeah. You're slipping, yeah. right? You're slipping short, right?" Um, and that's going to keep you on track. And it's going to be like, "Hey, you know, we need to do this. You've been slipping. You, I mean, it's it's been it's been it's been five days, mm. okay? And uh, you haven't even thought about fitness, yeah, okay." So it's time to get your butt up and get your butt working. And I, I really love that, uh, um, you know, usually when it comes to fitness, it's that type of mentality. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's another thing that transcribes and translates and, and is, is, uh, uh, translates to real life because yeah. of the fact that in real life, this is what we need as, as well. We need mm-hmm. to be in a situation where we have a relationship with somebody that's going to say, hey, you're messing up when it comes to your procrastination. You're procrastinating mm. too much. You're messing yep. up when it comes to your your, your finances. You're, you're not budgeting. You're messing up when it comes to this. You're messing up when it comes to that. We need people that's going to keep us accountable. And what you're teaching, and goodness gracious, as you said, you start early. Yes. You start early. Yep. The ideology that you're putting to your children, you're starting early yep. and letting your children know, hey, this is how you be a grown adult, okay? Mm. This is how you do it. So let's let's get you on this regimen. Let's get you on this regimen to the point where I mean I've, I've seen some kids who who uh, don't have regiments up and yeah. like that, and uh, they're very you know they live at home. They uh, you know they they have no responsibilities. They don't want to do the, the dishes. They don't even want to do anything at home. Mm. So mm. it's it just free life and it's because there's no structure there was no structure when they were growing i love what you're doing with your children because you're showing structure and you said that even your two-year-old your two-year-old just mimics what you're 
does that tell you, man? Yeah, it's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll send you I'll send you the clip of him doing little squats and trying to do push-ups and stuff. It's so funny, man. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I I grew up with fitness. Like my brother owned a gym uh, from when I was pretty young, and then all my brothers played sports, and so I've been working out you know, most of my life and stuff. So I look back now and I realize how that dedication in the gym can kind of help you in other aspects in life. It's not how big your muscles get or anything like that, but it's the, man, I feel like shit today, but it's, I got to get to the gym and do this. So then when you got something else to do, you don't feel good. All right, but I got to get it done. It might've not been beautiful, but I got it done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of bodybuilding and stuff, how how did you get into bodybuilding? What was your journey into fitness? Uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm I'm ready. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> well, I was I was a skinny kid. I was a skinny kid. No, and I, are you kidding? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I kid not. <laughs> What I age? Was, what age are we talking? Like five years old or what? No, we're, well, no, actually, it was funny that five years old. I was that little, <laughs> little chubby kid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I got that like growth spurt, grew a bunch of inches, yeah. and I was that awkward skinny kid all the way up until um all the way up until I was about twenty years old. Twenty years up old. How much did you weigh? Okay, now, now, okay, let me let me break this down first, okay? okay. I was top, I mean, I was bottom heavy. I was bottom heavy. I had okay. three trunks for legs, okay? Okay. So I, was, I, was two, I was 210. I was 210. But okay. I'm not talking about 210. I'm talking yeah. about just my bottom heavy, okay? Okay. Okay, three trunk legs, you know, uh, 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 I was stout on the bottom. Yeah. But my, I was, I was, I was there was nothing to me up top. Absolutely nothing. Okay, <laughs> it was bad. I played I played basketball all my life. Yeah. I played volleyball, and okay. so it was all about the bottom half, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got made fun of a lot um, mm. by my family, mm. by other people. Um, you know, I was called every. Uh, you know, every skinny joke was about me, yeah. you know, yeah. especially the youngest of four boys, you know, the youngest oh. of four boys, so, yeah, they, <laughs> I got um, beat up, I got I'm the, I'm the youngest of six brothers, so I know what, you, I know what you went through, man. I, I thought I had it bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then we're all, from oldest to youngest is 10 years different, so we were all pretty close in age. Oh, okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Goodness gracious. Right. But yeah. Uh, so what? What was the cat? The, the catalyst was for me. Mm. You know, um, <laughs> I was dating this chick, right? <laughs> it's a, it's always a chick, right? That gets us to do something. <laughs> it's always a chick. Like they, okay, first and foremost, like they say, breakups make bodybuilders. That's what they yeah. say. Breakups. Right, or break up, build bodybuilders, you know. So yeah, I yep. was dating this chick, 
she was she was bigger than me, right? Yeah. Uh, she was a big she was, she was, a, she was, a, she was a big girl, and uh, <laughs> oh man, she told me she told me because you know we would get in different situations, and she was and, you know this this was in you know kind of the ghetto over in the hood where she was yeah. in. And she yeah. would say, if we ever got into a fight, I would have to fight for you because of how small you are. You scrawny bitch. <laughs> she hit you where it counts. She used to lay into me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. And eventually she broke up and she broke up with me, broke my little heart, mm. you know. And I told myself, never again, never again will yeah. I be in a situation where people are going to make fun of me due to my size. Mm-hmm. So I started working out and we have not stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that have a similar story. Like for me, I got into it just because my brothers were always working out and I didn't get like picked on bad or anything, but you know, a little bit here and there. And my brothers would call me like noodle arms because I had really small arms and you know, things like that. And so I just kind of got into the gym. And once I started putting a little size, I was like, oh, they're not calling me noodle arms anymore. So I started working out more, and, you know. So yeah. But yeah, that's the worst, man, when a girl tells you that you can't take care of her. Whoo. Well, the the only thing worse than that would probably be getting beat up in front of your girl. That would probably be the worst. Thank God that never happened. I I don't think I don't care how big I got. Today I still wouldn't hear the thing of it. You know? Oh my. Oh man, that would be the worst. Because you know, whenever you get in an argument, she's gonna be like. Oh, how come you didn't act this tough with that one guy? <laughs> uh, argument's over, don't, man. You lose no matter what it is. Don't make me call that guy. Don't make me come over and handle this, all right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. He's never going to win an argument after that, man. No. No, you just Jeez. end the relationship before. That's what you do. Yeah. Yep. That's it. You just turn into a yes man after that. Uh, that's it. That's it. Oh, nothing. As a man, as a man, as a man, you pride yourself on being able to take care of yourself. Yes. Not only yes. as being able to take care of yourself, but being yep. able to be that protector for your family, right? Yeah. For your for your girl, yeah. for your, your children, yeah. and nature. Known as that guy who's um, incapable of doing so, mm. that's a gift of self-esteem. Yeah, that, that's your your family's questioning you now. Like, okay, yep. we have a person obviously who's incapable of taking care of us in this aspect. Isn't it? Isn't it even more crazy that in 2021 we can't even say like, as a man, you have to protect your family. Like, that's even considered like. We're not even supposed to talk like that anymore, you know. Oh man, you can't say things like that anymore. No, it's It's not PC. It's not PC anymore. No, to to say common 
things that are very common mm. to say simple ideologies that we've known all our lives and for yeah. generations, right? Um, yeah. To say that as a man you're supposed to take care of your family, that's mm. now not the right thing to say. Yeah, you they'll, they'll try to cancel you for it. Oh, absolutely. Cancel culture yeah. is ugly head and yep. come after you. Yeah. Absolutely for speaking yeah. basic truths. Yeah. I'm so I, I watching especially here here in America, yeah. Watching cancel culture run rampant is it's 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 an unchecked cancer. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's an unchecked cancer that's spreading, that's metastasizing through the soul of America. And so many people are being caught up in this foolishness yeah. in which, you know, if you don't say the right thing, if you don't do the right thing, well, not no, not even the right thing. Yeah. If you don't do what is prep, the prevailing yeah. notions, the prevailing winds, whatever don't is popular, the line. you know, now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's sick. It's sick, man. It's sick. I can't stand it. Do you... Uh, do you have a cancel culture out there in, in, in Japan? Is it the same? Is there a such a thing? No, I mean, it, it's it's kind of interesting because Japan is so advanced when it comes to technology and things like that, right? But when it comes to like uh, whatever's going on in other countries, especially in America, it's usually about five to ten years behind until it hits Japan. I mean, gyms and working out wasn't big until about five, six years ago. Now there's like anytime fitness gyms popping up everywhere. People are getting into fitness and, and you know, it's really changing. But when I first got here 11 years ago, there was basically nothing. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And, That's and here, yeah, pe- people, the culture here is different too. People kind of mind their own business. Um, if you do or say something they don't like, they, they just cut you off. That's it. They don't try to, you know, go after you or or things like that. You're just you're just done. Doesn't matter how long you've been friends. Doesn't matter what it is. You do something that they don't agree with or they don't like. It just relationships done. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love for that here in America. Yes. I would love for that type of mentality. Yeah. You know, kind of like I don't like what you espouse. Yep. I'm done listening to you. And it's yeah. going about my way. No, that's, it doesn't happen anymore. It. I no. don't like what you're about, therefore I'm going to cancel you. It doesn't yeah. matter. What's going on in America is disgusting. It's despicable. Uh, cancel culture is going after people's jobs. It's yes. going after people's legacy. It goes after people's legacies posthumously. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Unless you're on the left, father. then they just say, oh, he made a mistake. He learned. She learned from this. You know, everybody gets a second chance. Yeah. You always get a second chance on the left. Yeah. You always get a second chance. Yeah. You're always protected. You're coddled. You're put in this bubble in which uh, it's like a force field, right? Mm-hmm. You're put yep. in this force field you know, if you're on the left. But if you're on the right, you are, especially if you're a white man. Yeah. Especially if you're oh, a that's man, crazy. Right? Right? Unbelievable. You, if you are white, if you are a straight white male, yeah, you are Satan himself. You know, you yeah. are a racist, you're misogynist, you're yeah. sexist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're a transphobe, you're a xenophobe, yeah. you're every type of phobe in life. Oh, it's yeah, when I when I saw that happening towards white people, 
I, I went outside and started tanning right away. I was like, I got to get as dark as possible so I don't, you know, so I can be safe. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mexican, but, you know, so I, I could get a little light in the winter. So I was like, man, I better get a membership at a tanning salon or else who knows how it's going to go when we when we head back home. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case, man. Oh, my God. And it's real. It's so funny. I mean, it's not, it's not funny, ha-ha, but it's funny, yeah. crazy. And, and yeah. Insane. Just, I remember back in the 50s, 40s, you know, the 60s, mm. it was bad to be black. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, eventually all the civil rights movement, all this type of stuff, black was taboo. You look at it now, 2021, it's the exact opposite. White is taboo. Yes. If you are, there was a, um, there was a, 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 an attack. I'm pretty sure you're aware. Mm. Uh, here in in America, there's a, a black man who was Which attacked. One? An elderly eight. Oh yeah, exactly. It boy, oh exactly. Oh. A black man attacked an elderly Asian woman. Right, I think she was 64, 63 years old. There's this professor, right? This white professor, liberal, mm -hmm. who said that it was white. It was a, a, a sign of white supremacy. Yeah. A black man attacking an Asian woman yeah. is white supremacy. Yeah. How? In 2021, of course. <laughs> 2021. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. This is how loony it's gotten. Yeah. Everything is a sign of white supremacy. Everything. Yeah. Bar nothing. Does yeah. that mean there's no self-accountability? There's no responsibility? There's nothing of that nature. It's just white supremacy. Yeah. Somehow, some way. When we had a... Uh, um, attack another attack uh, uh, a terrorist attack where um and uh, I, I do believe who was he he was a uh, i do believe a muslim a one said muslim and uh he had a, a attacked in, uh, uh, uh several people and whatnot okay. and automatic the narrative was white supremacist oh automatic. yeah I saw that. You, know, you, you see what i'm saying yeah, is that the one where sudden, Kamala Harris's uh, niece blamed it on a white guy, and then it turned out it wasn't a white guy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. And once they found out it wasn't a white guy. Quiet. And no retraction either. They didn't apologize. No, nothing. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. This is the state of, the, of America at this point. Yeah. This is where America's at, and it's disgusting. It really is. You know, for me, the whole, like, uh, attacks on Asians and things like that, and when I see uh, it, they blame it on white supremacy, and when you look at where the attacks are coming from, it's, you know, I, I posted that we were going to head back to the States, and some people on Facebook, non-white people, they're like, oh, you better keep your kids safe because white supremacy and all that stuff. And I was like, white people are the least of my worries when we head back there because my kids are half Japanese. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, my kids are half Japanese, half Mexican. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I was like, if you look at what's really going on, that they're the least of my worries. 
And, you know, she she was she's black and she's like, oh, what are you trying to say? I said, I'm not trying to say anything. I said, look at the statistics. I said, all of the crime against Asians is happening in democratic cities. And it's not white people doing it. It's white people where it's being reported. You know, there's been several elderly Asians that are killed by non-whites, right? And it'll be on the news a little bit. But at the top page of Yahoo, it's like, white woman spits on Asian. Okay, spit or killed? Which one is worse? Which one do we... If I had a, if I had a choice, which one am I going to get, you know? And oh. I see all these celebrities doing all this stuff too. And, and I posted a couple times and like, if you want to fix a problem, you got to speak facts. And, oh man, all my friends that are, you know, black or Mexican and all this stuff, they're like, oh bro, what are you doing? Man? I was like, hey, to me, I got, my kids are half Mexican, half Japanese. I got nephews that are half black, half white. I got Mexican nephews, half Mexican, half white. They all matter to me, man. I want I want them all to be protected. I don't care who's, you know, what color the attacker is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Ain't it, though? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, yeah. and, and uh, as we know, when it comes to the left, yeah. facts be dead. Yeah. Okay? Facts yeah. be dead. Yeah. It's not about facts. It's about yeah. emotional platitude, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter that you know, these criminals, these perpetrators are black. It doesn't yes. matter at the end of the day, that's null and void because we're all about white supremacy and yeah. uh, attacking that and trying to beat back that. Yeah. When we have the elephant in the room that they're ignoring, which is the black uh, 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 crime spike, right? Mm. Facts be damned. Mm. It's not about facts. It's about emotional platitudes mm. that's it and, and, and these ideologies that they're trying to put out they have nothing to do with reality and it's mm. this postmodernistic push of propaganda that they're trying to they're trying to redefine language or, or try to read yes. language right they're trying to uh, uh push, push the <laughs> now like yeah. No. Okay. Here's one that really cracks me up. Right. About changing language. Right. Pelosi and them wanted to take out mother, sister, father, he, she. Right. From from people in the house. But they're the same ones saying they're the same ones that are saying congratulations, Kamala Harris, the first woman vice president. Right. I don't, I don't get it. Which which one is it? Which one is it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then I, I don't remember which celebrity it is. I can't remember her name. It's like a Kurt Russell's daughter and Goldie Hawn's daughter, I think. I can't remember her name. But they asked her about her daughter. Was but it was to the effect of, are you going to raise her as a girl or a boy? And she said, and she said, uh, no, we're going to let her choose her gender when she gets older. And like, but you called her she. You already you already chose her gender. <laughs> Something we got away from 
during the civil rights era, mm-hmm. something Martin Luther King fought hard against, you know, our, our you know, uh, my black ancestors who yeah. marched up and down the street were violently attacked by uh, uh, police dogs and, yeah. and, and KKK people and things of this nature, right? So we don't want segregation. Yet and still, we're get, becoming so woke that colleges are having black-only dorms. Yes. Latino-only dorms. Yeah. LGBT-only dorms. Yeah. If you are a white man, you cannot be a part of this dormitory. Yes. They are actively asking for segregation. Yeah. They're I saw that at the jumping. workspace where the girl came in and said, hey, this is a safe space. There's no white people allowed. Crazy. Well, did you see? Did you see? Oakland is offering offering financial support for people that need it, unless you're white. If you're poor and black, you can get all the support you need. Latino, Asian, Latino. Yes. If you're poor and white, no aid for you. The, U, the, the universal basic, the UBI, the universal yeah. basic yep. income. Yeah. They're trying. This is how sick this country is. Getting. But here's here's the loophole for that. If I was poor and white, I would just say I I associate myself as poor and Latino, so I should be able to qualify. That's there it. you go. There you go. Or or illegal. There. Or illegal. Yeah. yeah. If you're an illegal, you're you're okay. Yeah, man, that's uh, the border thing is getting crazy. And then, you know, for me, it's kind of a, a an issue that I feel a little bit different on some things about because my family came to the U.S. illegally first. We left Mexico. My father came mm-hmm. to the U.S., got work, sent money back. He would go back, you know, work in Mexico, come back, got a job. And they told him, like, yeah, you can bring your family. We'll, we'll help you out. You know, all, and, you know, this was about 40 years ago when things were a little bit different. Most of the people were coming to work, even though it was still illegal. You know, times are different. Um, but now what's going on oh, yeah. is just crazy. And, you know, my father never got welfare. He never took any of that. And I've, I've talked about this in other podcasts where they would come to the house trying to convince my father to take welfare. And my dad's like, we didn't leave Mexico to come and get free stuff. You know, we came here to work. There's work. We came to work. So my dad was like, don't come back to my house. We don't want welfare. And they would keep coming back. (laughs) Well, that's that's definitely not what's going on nowadays. Yeah. Oh, man. Welfare, please. Yes. Give give me welfare. Give me welfare. I've come over here not to work. I've yeah. come over here to have it nice, to have yeah. it good, the benefit yeah. off the backs of of Americans. Yeah. And, 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 and it's it's very it's nefarious right now. It's mm-hmm. and I I've, I've been looking at these uh these images on the border and I've I've seen some of the infrared of these coyotes dropping kids off of the, yeah. the you know right off the wall and dropping yeah. them. A kid was just left in the desert. <laughs> By coyotes, by, or by drug smugglers, just left in the desert. And the kids uh, found border, support, uh, border patrol and was crying, explaining to them how he was left to die in this desert all by himself. Jeez. Just, just left a kid. 
And people want to talk about, oh, the benevolence of, of the Biden administration when it comes mm. to illegals and yada, yada, and so mm. forth. There's a surge of, of sex trafficking. Mm. <clears throat> There's a surge of drugs pouring into the U.S. There's a surge of all this type of stuff going on. And now there's actually talks about, um, which is kind of interesting, they're thinking about restarting the border wall. You know, <laughs> yeah, I saw gaps. that. Fill, fill, plug in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah, I posted that on my Facebook. I said, hey, hey, Democrats on Facebook, let's see that same rage that you had when Trump was doing it. Nothing. 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 Not at all. Yeah, a couple because of the Democrats were like, "Oh, I support that." Yeah. Uh, oh, now you support it, huh? Now you support it. When it was Trump, it was kids yeah. in cages. When it was yeah. Biden, it's Mike that, versus facility. That Obama bill. Cages, Obama bill. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, but you explain that pesky little fact to yeah. leftists, and all of a sudden yeah. they don't want to hear nothing yeah. of it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Somebody, somebody's got to make a T-shirt that says, "Who built the cages, Joe?" It's <laughs> <laughs> your boss yeah. or your former boss. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, when it comes to immigration, like I said, my 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 family came here to work and all that stuff, so it was something completely different. And I grew up in the farming community. Um, and it's not like America doesn't need people to come in and do these jobs because the people in America are not doing them. That's why they're available for immigrants to come in. Right. And my family is the American dream. We came we came from Mexico. We worked hard. We never got arrested. We didn't get in trouble. My parents moved us to like an all white town because they wanted us to stay away from gangs and drugs and all that kind of stuff. And because we were six brothers, we didn't really have to deal with a lot of like, you know, uh, fighting and stuff like that. But he um, had told us, stay out of trouble. This is not our country. You know, we, we came here for something better. If you guys ever get arrested or you guys ever get in trouble, you're going to get it worse when you get home. So whatever you do out there, it's going to be worse when you come home. You're a representative of this family. So we grew up kind of being afraid to step out of line, right? And our right. community, the community we grew up in, they took us in, not because we acted white, not because we whatever, we were still proud of who we were, where we came from, but we were also proud to work hard and to be able to, to have a better life. And I'm telling you, our community, they accepted us, they took us in, they helped us when we needed it. My brother was a wrestler. He, he qualified to go to nationals. He was two time, the first two-time state champ in our school's history. He qualified to go to nationals. He had to raise money to go. Our community, which was all white people, he got enough money to not only fly himself, but fly, I believe it was four of my brothers with him for coaching and support, everything taken care of. The, the community, the business owners, they're like, hey, how much you need? My brother's like, well, I'm trying to raise X amount. He had enough to take care of everything. And it wasn't because... We forgot who we were. Everybody knew, you know, my brothers would do the Holy Trinity before they got on the mat. We had a, my brother designed t-shirts that had a Mexican flag with the tequila worm. And it said something like two men enter, one man leave, something like that. So we were still proud of who we were. Yeah. And everybody accepted us because of the, 
the way we represented our family, you know, and and didn't cause problems. Yeah, that's that doesn't really happen anymore today. No, you know, in this modern no. day, uh, which is unfortunate. You know, the the whole well, I mean, the whole honor system is kind of gone. Yeah, you know, honor used to be uh uh, uh something. I, I mean, even back in the day, mm. honor was something was you didn't want to bring dishonor to your freaking family you don't want that because they realize it goes like my like especially when it comes to the black community like you want to be known as an upstanding citizen right back in the day back in the day yeah you know um that mentality is gone The, the idea of honor the idea of working hard not getting handouts, not not having daddy and mama government take care of you, mm-hmm. uh, being able to provide for your family as a man, okay, yeah, yeah. as a man should, being able to have a a, a good child uh, who you can introduce and, and say, look, this is the fruit of my loins, mm-hmm. and look at him. He's an upstanding person. He's an mm-hmm. upstanding citizen. He's a... Uh, he's going to the military. I'm so proud of my yeah. son. I'm so proud of my daughter because of what they're contributing to society. Mm-hmm. But there's none of that anymore. That's taboo. Okay? That's mm. taboo now. And it's scary. It's scary watching America kind of implode mm. on itself from within. Teaching people yeah. to rely on big government, to rely on handouts. To rely on what this person can do for you, that person can do for you. To mm. uh, 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 it's okay to go out on the street and live on the street and and shoot up heroin on the streets mm. of San Francisco, right? It's okay to do that. That's that's acceptable. That's it. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. And it's so sad. This chariot ideology that's live, live your society. truth is what they say. Live your truth. Yeah. Your truth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Live, you live your yes, yes. Thank you, and I'm so sick of this because there is the truth, and then there's the lie. And when you're living your truth, that's not the truth. Then you are living a lie. Yeah. And we need people to be able to say that, but we can't say that anymore because of PC culture. Yes. Because you'll get canceled if you yeah. go against what the mob or the prevailing notions and the prevailing wins. Is what is blowing your direction. If you yeah. go against the grain, if you go against the flow, then you are canceled. You're done. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching a, a video on YouTube about uh, like the homeless situation in California, and they had this woman on. I don't know how old she was, but you know, she was probably late twenties, early thirties, and they were interviewing her, and they asked her like. Like, how do, you, how do you feel out here living on the streets? You know, what can people do to help you? What do you need? She's like, I don't need anything. She's like, I choose to be here. She's like, everybody here has a choice. She's like, I, I can walk in right now and apply for government support and get money. She's like, but I'm not ready for that. She's like, I'm still using drugs. I'm still doing whatever I want to do. I'm not ready for that yet. Everybody here has a choice. So don't, and she, she was like, don't feel bad for me. They cut her interview pretty short. You know, she's Ooh. like, if I want help, I can go get it. I can walk in right now and get support if I want it, but I'm not ready. So I was, you know, I, I was pretty impressive to see uh, to see her speak her truth, you know? Yeah, I mean, 
and, and honestly, I mean, that's a lot of what's going on. A lot of people, not these homeless people, it's a choice. It's yeah. a choice. They get, it's they almost get a trend now, get, too. It is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. trendy. It, it's weird how some of these trends work, yeah. right? To be homeless, I mean, think about it. I mean, I remember watching some of these specials on homelessness, and they were expressing their panhandling endeavors. I'll, I'll put it like that. And they were saying how they make $500, $600 sometimes, yeah. uh, um, you know, a day if, it, if it's a good day, yeah. you know. So why would I go and get this nine to five job yeah. if I can yeah. make three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars a day just sitting on my behind panhandling? Yeah. Yeah. Tax free. Yeah. Tax free. I don't have to report not a Nothing. single dime Nothing. to the government. I can rely on people's generosity and I can get paid and live my life. I don't have weight. I don't yeah. have any bills. I yep. have nothing, no responsibilities. But but I'm they got terrible. iPhones. Some of them have, have <laughs> iPhones. How do you get an iPhone without an address, too? How do you get a cell phone contract without an address? Right. It's, I, yeah. I, beats me. Yeah. Beats the hell out of me. You know, I <laughs> we were... <laughs> I was uh, I was in uh, California visiting my brother one time when we went from Japan to visit and we're in uh, Beverly Hills and we went to have lunch at a you know nice restaurant and everything and my brother he didn't finish most of his food and so he's like oh can I get it to go because there was a homeless guy outside so he's like oh I'll just I'll just give him I'll just give him the food and I go dude that guy's not going to take your food he's he's homeless in Beverly Hills right it was on like right one one street over from Rodale and my brother's like oh I'm sure he's hungry. So I was like, all right. So he gets the food and he goes over to the guy. He's like, here, man. The guy goes, what is that food? My brother goes, yeah. He goes, I don't want that shit. (laughs) (laughs) My brother's like, oh, you're not hungry? He's like, yeah, but give me some money. He's like, okay. So he just, you know, turned around and came back. I was like, I told you, man, this is a... You know, if if you're out here homeless in Beverly Hills, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, homeless back in the day used to be, you know, homeless in the eighties yeah. and nineties used to be completely different. Yes. yes. And in 2021, they're bougie. These homeless people are bougie. Some of the tents that I've seen from like L.A., from the people living on the streets, those are some nice yeah. tents. Speak on it. Speak on it. And yes, sir. I was like, I don't even have I'm a tent pretty- like that. I got a little tiny one. <laughs> right? You know? Jeez. I don't even have a house like that. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I, I saw a clip on Instagram. Somebody stopped on the highway, and they're like. Damn, this guy built himself a little mansion. It had like a little water feature. It was on the on the side of the highway, little dirt area. He put a little rock stone garden and all this stuff, but it, but it was with a tent. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Good for that guy. Good for that guy. He's he should be able to come out of this if he can think of doing all that with no resources. Yeah. Imagine what he could do if with a little bit of help. Right. Which, look, if people need help. Right. 
great. Let's give it yeah. to them. Yeah. Let's not hand everything to them. Let's give them the support right. and the help that they need, you know? And and here's yeah. the other thing, like when it comes to immigration, with all the, you know, uh, unemployment with, you know, Mexicans, Blacks, Asian, white, whatever, whatever it is, okay? If immigrants are coming in and stealing jobs, how is there even unemployment amongst any group? Why don't they just go there and say, look, I'm an American citizen. I demand this job. I demand to pick apples every day. I demand to speak, pick, pick, pick. I said speak. I'm Mexican, so it's okay. <laughs> I got tongue tied, man. <laughs> I meant to say pick strawberries and I confused, I confused the two. <laughs> I demand to pick strawberries, you know, I demand to do all this stuff. And the other thing is, too, is if when immigration or ICE always goes to raid something, it's always at the workplace. They always go and raid where people are working, you know, so, yeah. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Why don't, why can't Americans be more productive? You know, um, I'm 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 against illegal immigration. Right? Yes. I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. But when I look at the American, and I'm like, okay, why don't you work hard? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do your part? Why don't you if if you have a big problem with illegals coming into this country and getting these low level jobs, why don't you go out there? And pick. Why don't you go out there uh, when you're talking about these low-level jobs? Why don't you go out there and and put your uh, uh, put your back into it, right? Why don't you do it? But mm-hmm. they are too. Again, American Americans have gotten soft. Mm-hmm. We have gotten too lazy. We have gotten too uh, stagnant. We have gotten too expectant of the government to take care of us. And you don't need to work hard if you're just going to rely on the government to take care of you. So it's it's really sad the the way America has devolved into this lazy population yeah. of of people that once were the exact opposite. Mm. You know, you know and had a pride about their job. Yeah, I think sometimes pride can be good and it can be bad too. You know, like I, I listened to somebody call into a radio show. And he was complaining about illegal immigrants and stuff like that. And so they told the guy, said they, they said to him, okay, so why don't you go and work in the fields or wash toilets? He goes, well, yeah, I'll do it if they pay me 100000 a year. He's like, exactly. That's why people are coming here and getting these jobs. And, you know, people talk about like, like you know, low-level jobs. My family, we used to pick apples, right? And we used to hear people say like, oh, apple pickers and all this stuff. I believe one day our record was either 61 or 81, but I, I believe it was 81 bins, like big boxes of apples in one day. They were paying those at $13. That's over $1,000 in a day my family was making. So we're like low-level jobs? Shit, give them to us. My, da- my dad, yeah. the, bank, the, the bank asked my father how he was getting so much money because he was depositing the checks. Oh, They wanted we got to lag, investigate huh? my father. We were working six uh-huh. days a week, sometimes seven days a week. My, you know, six boys plus my father. I was young and right. kind of a little bit lazy because I grew up here. You know, I was one and a half when we got here. So basically, five and a half boys because uh-huh. I didn't really pull my weight compared to my brothers. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest, man. I got caught up in the whole thing, you know. Um, 
and then, you know, we started landscaping companies. You know, my parents got, you know, they have a good life now, all this type of stuff. And it all came from those low level jobs that people always say that, that, you know, immigrants are stealing. But I never saw anybody that wasn't Mexican working in those fields. Never, not once. Right, right, right. At least in yeah. my, my area, you know, where I grew up. So, but yeah, I, I think now, especially, I agree with you that illegal immigration is not a good thing. But we do need, I feel, some type of system to let these people in that, that even if they want to come in and work part time, you know, during the apple picking seasons, if, if, if there's not enough people to do it, um, let people come in, get money, and then go back. And if they can prove that they can be, you know, great members of society and, you know, after a long period of time like we did, then you can work for residency. Then you can kind of work, you know, the process. Because right now there's no way for people from Mexico to come to America and apply for citizenship. There's basically no way. That's why they're all coming right. here illegally. And we can't, ex you know, we can't expect the U.S. to accept everybody also. There's got to be a limit. Right. You know, but it's a tough problem to fix, man. But it's just out of control right now. Yeah, it is. It is. It, there's, there's no viable solutions being brought to the table at this point. So yeah. it's just, it's just a mess. It's just, you know, um, you know, the catch and release, which is, I think, is just a terrible idea. You know, um, the policies that are being implemented. Um, it, it, we need a system. I mean, you would think at this point in time, at this yeah. juncture, we would have some type of proposal that's worth something. Mm. But at this point, there's nothing being proposed. There's nothing being legislated that could benefit both parties. Yeah. And there's and I'm sorry, it's this this problem will continue to be a problem unless until we start taking it seriously. And yeah. we're not taking it seriously, so here yeah. we are. Yeah. And and you know you know Billy, right? Billy Primpa? I had uh, on my podcast and we were talking about uh, like illegal immigration and all that stuff. And they come into the U.S. and if one million come in, then the Democrats are going to have one million new votes and stuff. And I told him, I said, not 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 necessarily, man. My family was illegal. We 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 came in here that that way. But we also realized that we came here for a better life. And we realized, you know, the left was just trying to give us stuff for free. They were trying to make us feel like victims. They were trying to make us, yeah. you know, feel a certain way. And then we realized the only way we're going to get ahead is if we work hard. So we started leaning more towards the right. And there's a lot of, you know, especially I can only speak for like the Mexican community. Most of them have very conservative beliefs. They believe in God. They believe in family. They believe in hard work. Yeah. Now, yeah. I believe a lot of them are being pushed to the left because the way they're being talked about, the way they're being treated, all that kind of stuff. If I was running for office and I was not Mexican, I'd be like, look, I, I don't think it's right the way you guys got here. OK, we got to think of a better system. We got to figure a way to to make it good uh, for America because that's the country you're in. And then we can try to help other people as well. But OK, you're here. Yeah. Let's work together. What can we do to make your life better? And how can you provide a better life for the people around you in America? Talk to them, you know, hear what they want, things like that. They're already here. They're not going to get kicked out. So so what are you going to do? Kind of 
kick them while they're, you know, while they're down? Or do you want to help build them up and start to kind of draw them towards your side, especially since their thinking is mostly conservative? You know what? I've been saying this for a long time, that when it comes to, you know, Latinos, when it comes to the black community, yes. Particularly with that, like, you know, the black community, mm. um, even you know, Asian communities as well. Most yeah. people, most people yep. in general, there yep. are conservative values being inculcated in, into these uh, uh, different races, mm. and it's weird how the switch to liberalism comes about. I mean, obviously through education and things and, and media, multimedia things of that nature, but we are grown, we are born, we are raised conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Conservative values, working yeah. hard. You know, mm-hmm. don't rely on the government. Uh, uh, we love God. We yeah. definitely love our guns. Yeah. We love our freedoms. We don't like government on our back, micromanaging yeah. every single aspect of our life. You know what? I I do agree. I do definitely agree that for the for the illegals here, mm-hmm. because of the. Uh, um, uh, the conservative values that are that they have, mm-hmm. we need to we need to be speaking more to that. Yeah, we need to be like, okay, I, like you said, I don't agree how you got here, mm. but you're here now. But you're here. So, yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do now? Yeah. Are, how do we go from here? Because the government just wants to give you handouts, yes. so you'll be beholden to them, so that you're yeah. both their way. I know that you want to work hard for yours. We want you to be productive members of, of society. How can we work together? How can we yes. I, I think that's, that? that's, yeah, that's a big step to take to help kind of turn things around. And, you know, as far as like the Mexican community, a lot of the ones that are, you know, in trouble or out in the streets and stuff like that, it's because either they're, they're a single parent or even if they have both parents at home, they're out working all the time. So the kids come home from yeah. school by themselves and the streets are calling, man. The streets, they, they are working 24-7. Yeah. The devil is out there yeah. trying to draw these kids in with stuff that looks great. Right. You know, you got, you know, they'll show you girls twerking. They'll show you guys doing this and that. And, oh, the good life is over here. Your parents aren't home. They're not going to know. Meanwhile, these parents are out there busting their ass to provide a better life for these kids. But when, put, when you know. What, do you, what are these kids going to choose? All these hard rules or whatever Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff is showing them. So if we can provide some type of, uh, of uh, a system or help for them, for these kids, after school programs, you know, uh, whatever it is, to help these kids stay on the path that their parents want them to live, you know. But I've been a, a big advocate of, of- – these um, programs, of such programs, um, mm-hmm. after-school programs, Big Brother programs, yeah, because um, you know, like you said, the, the streets are calling, yeah, and at the end of the day, make it look glamorous. They yeah. make it look extremely glamorous. Yeah. Not to mention the music videos of these rap songs. They make oh. the, the thug life, the the trap life. You know, yeah. they make it look like the best thing ever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we got to be able to tap that and be like, hey. If you stay on this, this narrow path, the straight and narrow, look mm. at what you can be in a legal sense, mm. as opposed to trapping on the block, as opposed to mm. all this black on. Because this is something that I mean, you just spoke on something that just goes on within the black community on a consistent basis within these inner cities, places mm. like Chicago, uh, Baltimore, things of this nature. 
a lot of the the, the 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 issues that we have is the fact that these kids have nothing to do after yeah. after school, have nothing to do when it comes. So, you know, it's really despicable how these kids get sucked up and in, sucked into this life of crime mm. because we're not doing anything. Yeah. We're not doing anything as a community to be able to be like, okay, or as a, as a uh, 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 not just a black community, or, or things of that nature, but as a city, yeah. as a state, you don't yeah. have yeah. Uh, programs that are going to be focused on the youth. And as a result, this is what happens. So we really need to revamp that if we're going to have any type of success in the future. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that I've, I've really been thinking about recently is it almost feels like the left is using black people, Asian people, illegal immigrants to divide everybody because they're taking care of all these illegal immigrants, right? And they're in Oakland, they're not helping the white people. That's gonna make white people hate illegal immigrants even more, right? So that's causing division with, with the Latino and the white community and, and also the black community. I've I've gotten into arguments with, with black people, Asian people that are, you know, against this too. So that's causing division there. And then you have sports, major league baseball, right? Black Lives Matter. Okay, cool. You can you want to do all that? That's cool. Fine. But I, I saw there's a, a group of baseball players that are going into black communities to help the kids. Okay, what if I live in that community? Can my half Mexican, half Japanese kid get a free T-shirt too? Or are they going to say, uh, can we can we t- you know you, this is for the black community only? Okay, so where do my kids yeah. go to to get some support? Why not just make it into the communities that need help? I don't understand where it is. What's the purpose of, you know, going into black communities? There's not I don't think there's one community where it's 100 percent one group of people that live there. There's always a little bit of mix of half black, half whatever else, you know. And so I think they're using that to divide everybody, but they're making it look like they're using that to to help people out. And. You know, they, they, they moved the all-star game out of Georgia. Georgia's 33% black. How many black businesses are going to suffer because financially because they moved it? And it's going to be funny and not funny, but but it's going to be sad if they move it to a state where there's a very low percentage of black people. How are they going to justify that? Of course. I mean, yeah. Speaking of the Georgia thing, I mean, it's it's the it's the same case of, you know, the white savior complex of people thinking mm-hmm. that they're oh we're gonna we're look we're gonna stick it to you this way yeah and then they end up hurting the community that's supposed to be propping up yeah. Uh, yeah one thing I definitely do agree with is that as as you know communities we need to just come together never yeah. mind race who cares this is arbitrary. Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Who cares? At the end of the day, you're a yeah. person. Yeah. And as a person who has needs, yeah. it would behoove a, a, a person to come and be like, okay, what's the need here? Not mm. what's the mm. race with the need. Yeah. No, what's the need? Yeah. Let me help out my community. Let yeah. me do something for my community. Black, white, mm. Latino, Asian whatever have you. It doesn't yeah. matter. We're all one people. We're all people in this community. Let's yes. all help each other and de- bridge these these racial divides that yeah. the left seems to be so dead set on creating. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's really frustrating for me to see it from the outside because you know i'm here in japan so i can't really get too much into it that's why i appreciate you know people like you taking the time to be on my podcast to talk about these type of things and you know open my eyes to some things that maybe i'm not seeing or help me get a little better understanding for things that you know maybe i have a misunderstanding of or whatever but yeah i i think we just have to like you said get get past the race get past of whatever it is that they're starting it with and just realize that people need help people people need help not mexican people not cuban people puerto rican people black people white people asian people no and then i wonder if major league sports are going to do anything for like the asians that are being killed you know, they, they they were writing the names of people that have been killed. Okay, that's I understand that. I I really don't care about the situation of how they were killed. Whatever, if you know, um, if they were killed and they want to honor that person, great, go ahead. But now, are they going to do anything for the Asians that are being killed or that are being you know beat up or attacked in the streets for doing nothing? And it's especially elderly people that are being beat up. Um, yeah. And if they do. If they do, which one are they going to choose? I wonder if it's going to be somebody that was killed by a white person or somebody that was killed by a non-white person. That's just to me, that's just causing a lot more divide. You know, we can support everybody that's had that has injustice happening to them. Yeah, it's going to be 2021 is going to be an interesting year. You know, it does seem like a lot of people are starting to really wake up to what's going on and starting to see what what the government and big companies and celebrities are, are trying to do. Yeah, yeah. This is, I really love, and this is something I've talked to my buddies about, and like the, the Donald Trump presidency really mm-hmm. woke up a lot of, it, I don't care if you're left, right, or center, mm-hmm. you cannot deny that you woke up Mm. During the Donald Trump presidency, and mm. at the end of that, I was talking to a buddy of mine at the gym one day, and we couldn't be more further apart ideologically. Okay? Yeah. But one thing that we were in, 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 the only thing, as a matter of fact, the only thing that we agreed upon is the impact of Donald Trump. Mm. He woke people up. People who attention to politics a day yes. in their life. Yeah. So they they were involved. That's yeah. what happened with me. A person that has never paid attention to politics all of a sudden woke up due to the Trump presidency. And I'm mm. not the only one. There's a lot of who were uh, as well. And it's really important to really see things for what they are. And one thing we really need to look at is race. The fact yeah. that it's playing such a big fact. It's, it's such a, a playing such a big role nowadays. When at the end of the day, we're all the same people. And I think yeah. a lot of people are coming to just realize that the, the media is trying to put on this white versus everything, mm. right? White mm. versus white versus white versus uh, Latino. They're trying to put on this and, and this masquerade and and uh, trying to make it seem like it's all about race. And a lot of people are being turned off by this push. So mm. I, I really do love the fact that there's a lot of people waking up. And I think that we, we need to continue this push of waking people up, uh, especially when it comes to race, so that we'll be able to come together as a people, as a, a, as a 
not white people or black people, but we can come together as Americans, come yes. together as people, as human beings, and be like, okay, how do we fix this? Mm. We're, we're straight far from the past. How do we get back to where we need to be for the advancement of the human race? Mm. You know, for the advancement of the advancement of the people of, of our state, of the people of our community. What are we going to do to make our lives better, to enrich our lives? Yeah. And, and I think if we really focus on that as opposed to the color of skin, like Martin Luther King said, the content mm. of character, if we can get back to the content of people's character as opposed to the color of their daggone skin, I think we can yes. make some real progress here. Yeah, you know, and, and people got to get thicker skin too. Can't be sensitive about everything. Oh. You can't say, you can't say anything now. Like if if you say like, oh, I don't like that guy, and they happen to be Mexican or black or Asian. Oh, you don't like that race of people. No, I just don't like that guy. That's it. That's all it is. People are so sensitive now. They nitpick everything, you know, and and it's hard to communicate with people in those type of situations because anything you say you're automatically anti whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah. You can't stifle the truth and expect to bring yeah. about any type of meaningful change. Okay. Yes. You've got to be yeah. pay attention to the facts and what the facts of the other case, the facts of, of anything, the facts of, of, of anything in life. Yeah. You have to adhere to pesky things, these pesky little things called facts. If you want to do anything meaningful in this life, yeah. and that's the thing that there's a lot of um, agendas going on, mm. and there's a lot of narratives before that go against a lot of these facts. Yeah, because these narratives are false. These yes. narratives are both. and as a result of us providing facts, it automatically debunks these narratives. Mm. So. You can't bring about any. You 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 can't help with that be, mm. because you're not born into the narrative. And yeah. this is something that uh, um something I really kind of put on my shoulders is beating back narratives. Yeah. Because narratives are really what's destroying this. You know, bar none. Mm. Narratives are destroying this. The narrative that white people are all racist, right? That's a that's a narrative. Mm. A, a narrative that. Boys can be girls and girls can be boys. That's a narrative, mm. right? These, and it, and it's just, I'm telling you, it's this postmodernistic push mm. for everything that's anti-enlightenment era, right? And, 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 and what came out of the enlightenment era is a lot of religion, a lot yeah. of science, yeah. a lot of facts, facts, mm. data, right? They don't like that. Yeah. So as a result of this postmodernistic push, we're, we're, there's a, a, an all-out assault on language. There's an all-out assault on anything that's factually based. There's an all-out assault on knowledge and, and, and actual knowledge that's been uh, proven throughout the years. Science, you know, mm. all-out assault on the. So we got to stand up and stand out if we're going to have. I always say this when it comes to us here in America. We have to stand up and stand out if we're going to have an America. Yes. Yeah. The, the future is looking, you know, and, and it's not only what's happening in America. It's what's going on in other parts of the country that is affecting the future of America. You know, it, it's it's yeah. not like every country loves America and is looking forward to the prosperity of America. That's that's far from the truth, you know. 
so it's not just what's happening at home. It's also what's going on around the world. And it almost feels like they're causing this distraction in America to not show what other countries are trying to do, you know, to, to America. And it's scary if, if you if you don't live in America and you see or hear what's going on. It's pretty scary, man. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It really yeah. is. So, yeah. So I guess that's what we got to do, man, is try to keep uh, speaking the truth and bring people together. And, you know, I, I think you're probably along the same line as me. You love everybody. You support everybody. As long as you're not committing a crime or hurting anybody, call yourself what you want to, live your life the way you want to. As long as you don't try to make me live that type of life or make my kids live that type of life do what you want to do I, I don't i don't care i'm happy for you if you're happy you know just i want you to enjoy your life but i also want to be able to enjoy mine you know share my faith share how i feel about family things like that yeah. i guess that's all we got to do man is uh push for that and pray for that so pray for that yeah exactly much yeah. power brother I hear you, ma'am. Well, we're going on an hour and 20 today, and then we had like 30 minutes last time before we got cut off. So yeah. really appreciate your time. Hey, really well, really yeah. Well. No cutting off. No cutting no, off, no man. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got through it this time. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's uh, – I'll be back in the States uh late june and we'll be there for a couple months so let's let's see if we can try to connect when i'm down there and try to do something i'm fine with that come on now let's do it let's go yeah so we'll we'll keep in touch and go from there man you got it boss you got it man it's always freaking pleasure man likewise Likewise, man appreciate it so Stay safe and God bless, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. You got it, boss. You take care of yourself. Uh, all right, you too, man. Talk to you later.